0: Hello and welcome to Pop Culture Hangfire with Christian and Gabriel. A podcast where Gabe and I talk pop culture and currently we're talking about movie franchises. This one's going to be an interesting one because it's one that I hadn't thought about how we're going to handle when it comes to these type of movie franchises. We are going to do Batman, Gabe. Um, Very quickly, uh, in case for those of you who don't know, uh, Batman is a comic book character created by Bob Kane and writer Bill Finger. 1939, I believe. And uh, basically, Batman is the alias of Bruce Wayne. Uh, wealthy... Whoa. Spoiler alert? <laughs> I forgot. Sorry. Spoiler alert, everybody. Bruce Wayne is Batman. Um, American <laughs> That's Playboy... That's hypothesis, anyway. American Playboy... Philanthrop... <laughs> philanthropist... <laughs> I don't know why I had trouble with that word. Okay. It's my fault, probably. American Playboy, philanthropist, and industrialist who resides in the fictional city of Gotham City, I believe. Uh, Batman's Origin story features him swearing vengeance on uh, on criminals. Bat. At, oh. on,
1: <laughs> Sorry,
0: uh, on criminals. After he witnessed his parents die as a child, it it basically created his moral code for justice. He trains himself physically and intellectually. Yes, uses a bat-inspired
1: persona. <laughs> Bat iconography.
0: And you know, he, he, he definitely works at night, you know, even though that's when yeah. Uh he has no superpowers. He just has
1: the de- Yeah, he has one.
0: Oh god. What, Gabe?
1: He uh he inherited uh generational wealth. Oh. Yes. That's a superpower.
0: That is very super. Um but because of the because of the, the lore, right? The the way he's been used in so many different things, I'm gonna concentrate on Batman centric batman leading movies right so makes sense fair. so we're, we're gonna basically avoid the uh dc extended universe films even though they're great but they're just not led by him like the flash yeah like the flash for example so a uh, number of movies 12 and at least one more coming in 2024 uh what makes the batman iconic uh gabe what are the, automatically jumps at you
1: well, for, for me, I think I could say for us, probably, uh, his silhouette.
0: Oh, nice. okay. didn't think about that.
1: I, I, well, the animated, like, I, I think of uh, him being cast against the sky there. I just think of that gargoyle-esque, you know, I'm up here, I'm watching in the urban jungle. Like, that's in my immediate iconography is just those eyes in the cowl.
0: Um, I, I was thinking when you said that I was actually thinking of the bat light signal, right? Or the bat signal.
1: Okay. I mean, that's obviously, yep, yeah, that's fair. That bad kind of like James Bond too. He has like the car, like the Batmobile,
0: the Batmobile. Yeah. Everybody's always looking iteration. forward to see what iteration of the Batmobile it's going to go into, uh, with that, the suit, I think has always been something that every everybody talks about.
1: Yeah. And, what will the bat look like? Um, on it. Oh, know, the bad signal, the bat. right? Yeah. The, yeah, the, the bad emblem on his chest is like, you know, there's whole studies into <laughs> the evolution of that and what it means.
0: Yeah. And then, and then, um, I think we always think of the Joker, right? I think thanks to Jack Nicholson and Heath Ledger, the Joker is now like just as strong as it. when you talk about like what are they doing, if either yeah. of those two are mentioned. And then the last thing I was think about is the iconic is the actor, right? Who's gonna play Batman? That's just as yeah. big as well, it, anybody else.
1: Again, kind of like Bond, it feels like. Right? Oh yeah, like, for sure, for sure. The character, the persona, we already know the framework, but like the car and who's the dude? Who gets to be the dude?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Other than that, I I really can't think of too many, um, because he. I mean, again, he has you know he has a um. He has quite the roster of villains, right? Um, but but none of them really really stand out like the Joker does.
1: Yeah, and to be fair, I I missed the like, the, the you know golden age of the Batman movies where they were kind of goofy, mm. and where it was like a, you know I came in late when everyone was very much more taking it seriously. Yeah. So like I I think trying to, thinking back to that era, I think the. I, again, kind of similar to Bond, like gadgets, right? There he was—he was a gadget guy. It was like, what, what bat? You know, what are we going to call a thing that's going to be bat-related? You know, bat phone, bat. You know, bat. If he had a, if he was a baseball player, would it be the bat bat? Like, I don't know.
0: I mean, he did have bat uh, shark repellent. Yeah, you so... know,
1: the man's prepared, and also good at branding. Like he—he's like the George Lucas of 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 marketing, they, of like retaining the rights. They definitely, No, this is mine.
0: They definitely did do that right. Um, okay, let's jump right into the first film that we'll talk about. Because prior to this, there was Reels, right? 1940s. Um, but then the Batman TV show came out. And yeah. at the end of season one, they released a theatrical adaptation. Oh, boy. And this was the Batman, or Batman 66, as we call it, directed okay. by Leslie Martinson. Um, it stars Adam West as Batman and Burt Ward as Robin. It basically, like, it, I think that the last episode of season one hit, and then this went right into theaters. About a million budget made about, but again, there was, I think, it it made its money back in rentals years later. But yeah, you have um, you have uh, Lee Merriweather as Catwoman, uh, Cesar Romero as the Joker, uh, Burgess Meredith as the Penguin, Frank. Gorshin as Riddler and Alan Napier as Alfred it's and when you talk about Goofy and Campy that's what this movie was actually I'm gonna say less Goofy and more Campy because I think Goofy Batman Forever Batman and Robin this was Campy because it wasn't really being slapsticky you know
1: okay so hang on so Campy is sort of like a little more tongue-in-cheek yeah yeah yeah
0: and and I th- I think Goofy is you're being intentionally
1: like out why ridiculous yeah yeah and I think but just go ahead for perspective I wanted to say a million dollars in 1966 has the same purchasing power as uh nine million two hundred eighty five thousand today damn um and that's like as of according to this as of 2023 so like, good yeah so like a ten million dollar <laughs> budget today. Which would be cheap today, you know, it'd be relatively cheap, but like still like yeah, because an indie sounds film sounds like not much, but
0: <laughs> yeah, an indie film is anywhere from one to four million now, so Um yeah, no, it's a fun flick. Like it, I was a fan of the TV show, Um so the movie, the movie was fun. It it was a very long episode basically, and and you got all the like the the you know all the bad guys were in that flick, so it was great. It wasn't like. As you know, in, in each episode it was dedicated to one of the bad guys, but in the movie you get the five or four Ensemble, main ones. Yeah. yeah. Uh, have you ever seen Batman sixty six?
1: Not in its I've seen clips. I've not seen it in its entirety.
0: Oh, okay. Interesting game. Interesting. Then we move to nineteen eighty nine with Batman. Or as we call it, Batman eighty
1: nine. <laughs> Are we just going uh, is that a thing we do? Do we just hack the year? Yes, yes, we did. Nice.
0: Uh directed by Tim Burton produced by john peters and peter guber it stars and again top billing jack nicholson michael keaton kim baysinger robert wool pat hingle billy d williams michael goal and jack palance the film takes place early in the title character's war on crime and depicts his conflict with his arc enemy the joker now a couple of things we know about this film right jack nicholson was the first choice for the joker and he was able to make demands on his contract and he top billing residuals, like just tons and tons of money. Michael Keaton was obviously a comedy, uh, a comedy star and was a hard sell for people, but you know, nailed it.
1: Um, but sell he did. He did. And, uh
0: and yeah, no, it's a, it's a fantastic film. Like it's a, it holds up. I mean, you know, I mean, so good, right? Have Have you seen The Flash or the new Flash or no? Uh,
1: I have not. I have seen, like, I specifically looked to just see the, what people the Batman had scenes? to say oh. about <laughs> Batman part of it. Yes. And to, like, talk about the scenes and stuff, knowing that um, that is probably, like, the highlight. It is. It is. Yeah, I literally so watched The in-
0: Flash. And then I watched YouTube videos where people just put in the, the scenes that, like, nine minutes of just Batman in the movie kicking ass. It's fantastic.
1: Yeah. No, I think um, it's funny because like, <laughs> it feels a little bit like they were like, look, we can't sell The Flash. Do you guys want to see, do you guys want your childhood back? Okay, we'll put it in there, all right?
0: <laughs> and it'll be successful. <laughs> um, I won't say how much yet because, because we'll talk about it, but this was the highest earner of 1989. Like, it broke records. first superhero action film to hit over $100 million. In the theaters. Because this episode will be coming out on the 22nd of uh, December. We'll talk about a less talked about Christmas movie, Gabe. Batman Returns. Nice. That is a full-on Christmas movie. I'll fight you for it. Came I out in... Huh?
1: I said, I hope he beats up Santa. That guy's a uh well, uh
0: well, we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, came out in 1992. Again, we follow the vigilante Batman. Um, this time, he is in conflict with a f- wealthy industrialist, Max Schreck, and a deformed crime boss, Oswald Cobblepot, the Penguin, who seeks power, influence, and respect regardless of the cost it will be to Gotham City. Um, their plans are complicated by Selina Kyle, Shrek, uh, shreks that's his name, Shrek. Uh, her, his former secretary, who seeks vengeance against Shrek as Catwoman because he tried to kill her. Uh, Michael Keaton reprises his role as Bruce Wayne, doubling his pay from the previous film.
1: Okay, so I, I the the only thing I have to to add about this is recently it's been all over my Facebook for whatever reason. I think like two or three times I've seen the video where Michelle Pfeiffer as yeah with the whip. has been I don't know right? why that's been trending. I started. In one take, does the, I I is, that is impressive.
0: That came on my Instagram feed like a year ago, and I was like, wow, that's really cool. Uh, speaking of the cast, right? So here we have Michael Keaton, Danny DeVito, Michelle Pfeiffer, Christopher Walken, Michael uh Gow again, Pat Hingle again, and
1: Michael Murphy. It's like another fantastic cast, basically. Oh no,
0: this is like Batman or eighty one eighty nine is fantastic, but I I prefer Batman Returns. I think it's a more solid flick. It wasn't received like that, but it, I think it was a better one than the first one. It, as a whole, right? Like I think you have a really great character in the Joker, and I think you really the introduction to Batman is fantastic. But this one just there's a lot of great characters and a lot of great yeah, things okay. that happen in this flick.
1: And again, the casting is real. Like Danijovidos. Oh, he that's, is yeah. That's another good one.
0: He he was reluctant to accept the role until actually Jack Nicholson talked him into it. By the way, talk Jack Nicholson talked him into the film have kinda... you
1: seen those uh have you seen those memes where it's like uh it's DeVito and he's like answering the phone and it's like, oh it's it's burning? Okay, I'll get I'll get my hat because I guess he wears top hats and a bunch of his he like gets in like goofy little suits and a bunch of <laughs> I have <laughs> not <laughs> seen this. Just always puts him in <laughs> costumes. I have not <laughs> Poor Danny DeVito, I'll get the hat.
0: <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, uh, great flick. You've seen this? Uh, no. You haven't seen Batman for... I don't know why. Again, we're we're three seasons in. Like, this is year three,
1: and I'm still... It's like you don't understand the premise of what we're I, doing here. I,
0: I forget,
1: Gabe, that this it's is... It's like, I have to... I, I can't watch him now. Like, now, now for the audience's sake, I have to be the character. I have to, you know, I have to be ignorant. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I... I... Yeah, no, I'm actually... Because you saw the first one, so why wouldn't you just... Keep on rolling, and what's the second one?
1: Um, I I don't remember. I think it's one of those where like it's a big time commitment to like watch them. Like you know, like you looking at it as the whole. I'm like I'm gonna watch these, and I'm like a uh, something of a completionist. Like when I'm starting, I want to sit there, and so like it feels like a monumental. And then I, you know, if I can't commit to it, then I'm just like, hey, this is all right. Hmm. All right. I gotta take a I gotta take a break here. Okay. So I, I watched and then. I'm gonna have to write
0: know. this down, and the next time you're in Finland, I'm just gonna say we're watching Batman Forever.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're gonna. Yeah, that's the that's next on the list after. Yeah. after Shawshank. <laughs> yes, I feel, I feel like
0: I mean I, we got three movies out of you last visit here. We can get another three out of you this time. Okay, so we move on to Batman Forever. This is where Tim Burton no longer is directing the films, and uh, Michael Keaton does not reprise the role. Directed by Joel Schumacher. Produced by Tim Burton because he was still interested. This one stars Val Kilmer as Bruce Wayne. And then you got the introduction of Jim Carrey, Tommy Lee Jones, Nicole Kidman, Chris O'Donnell. And then you still keep uh, Michael Goh and Pat Hingle in their roles. This time the story focuses on Batman trying to stop Two-Face and the Riddler in their scheme to extract information from all the minds in Gotham City while adopting an orphaned acrobat named Dick Grayson, who becomes his sidekick, Robin, and developing uh, feelings for uh, his psychologist, Dr. Chase Meridian.
1: We've all been there.
0: We have. Um, I do remember one great thing about this film was the soundtrack. Soundtrack was ridiculous. Um uh, you two had a you two had a song here, uh, the thrill me, kiss me, kill me, something like that. Really mm. fantastic song and really great video. It's um, it it's a direct sequel though because Val Kilmer starts out with the with the Michael Keaton um, Batman suit, and towards the end of the film when he when Robin gets introduced, they both change into new costumes with the nipples and everything on them. Nice. Yeah, uh, I was not a fan. I was not a fan. It was again too goofy you know uh, both Two-Face and uh, Riddler were over the top I mean they were chewing up the scene like it was nobody's business and it became a thing though right so Schumacher wanted to get away from the Tim Burton dark and come into a little bit of light but I think he just he went 266 and added goofiness to it which I, I didn't appreciate yeah and then he followed it up with Batman and Robin Um Where Val Kilmer did not come back as Batman and we get George Clooney as Batman. We have Arnold Schwarzenegger as Victor Freeze or Mr. Freeze. Uh, Chris O'Donnell returns as Robin. And then we have Uma Thurman and Alicia Silverstone added. And this one is Batman trying to prevent Mr. Freeze and Poison Ivy from taking over the world while at the same time struggling to keep their partnership together. Uh,
1: what um what year was this one again?
0: This, um, Batman and Robin. Great question. I don't know why I didn't have this ready.
1: And the only reason I'm asking is because this is the one that I vividly remember the marketing for.
0: 97. 97.
1: Yeah. I vividly remember like seeing a bunch of stuff. I remember seeing, uh, I think want to say Otter Pops had a deal because Mr. Freeze. Mm. Like, there was Otter Pops with Arnold Schwarzenegger's face on the box. Although that makes sense, vividly from my childhood,
0: that makes sense. I will say that because of how poorly I think this movie did, Batman was pretty much because if you think about it, right, eighty nine, ninety two, ninety five, ninety seven, they were keeping them like two, three years apart.
1: Yeah, and then nothing going.
0: Yeah, and then nothing happened for eight years. They became it became a little bit of a you know they uh, Joe Schumacher I think. The audience was not having it, right?
1: Yeah, they were with him.
0: And then in um, 2005, Christopher Nolan takes the reins, and we have Batman Begins, written by Christopher Nolan and uh, and David Goyer. So here we have uh, Christian Bale as Bruce Wayne, Batman. Liam Neeson is added. Michael Caine, Katie Holmes, Gary Oldman, Killian Murphy, Tom Wilkinson, Rutger Hauer, and Morgan Freeman. So in this one, it's rebooting the Batman film series, telling the the origin story of Bruce Wayne uh, from the death of his parents to the journey to become Batman. Here, the bad guy is Ra's al Ghul and Scarecrow. Uh, They're trying to uh, basically ruin Gotham City. So Liam Neeson as uh, Ra's al Ghul is fantastic. Killian Murphy as Scarecrow is fantastic. Michael Caine as Alfred. Awesome. And Gary Oldman as Commissioner Gordon just, I,
1: it has to be the best Commissioner Gordon we've seen on screen. I believe so.
0: I have to agree with that one. Yeah, this was a this was a great intro, reintroduction to Batman. Like the the outfit is more practical. You understand why some of the things are there. Like
1: a little you know, a little bit more logic interjected into what is you know a nonsensical thing to do. Yes,
0: <laughs> yes. There's a, definitely a little more logic. I think the Batmobile here also was a little bit. It was a little bit nuts because that is a that is a that is a a Humvee on top of a Humvee with two Humvees on the side. It was insane.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Although, in part, in the next one where where you find out there's a bike in there, that's kind of cool. It's pretty dope. Cool. Speaking of the next one, The Dark Knight, also directed by Christopher Nolan and co-written by Nolan and his brother, this time uh, we follow Batman and um, James Gordon and the introduction of Harvey Dent. Um, who are trying to stop organized crime in Gotham City. But their efforts are derailed by the introduction of the Joker, an anarchist mastermind who seeks to test how far Batman will go to save the city from chaos. Uh, Again, we have Christian Bale, Michael Caine, the introduction of Heath Ledger as the Joker, Gary Oldman, Aaron Eckhart as Two-Face. Katie Holmes' character is replaced by Maggie Gyllenhaal. And uh, Morgan Freeman returns. I just uh, watched it this week in preparation for this. The first, that opening scene with the robbery and the bus, that alone, if you had shown me that and said, this is what we're going to do. I was like, take all my money now and then take my money from next month now. Also, that is one of the best movie intros I have seen in forever. It's it's fantastic.
1: Well, you're it's it's the right balance. Like a lot of the uh, a lot of the stuff, I think in Nolan's Batman, it it hits the right balance of, like it's preposterous, right? Like superhero stuff is inherently preposterous, but like there's a there's just like there's a there's enough believability or practicality in some of the ways or some of the things they're doing to make it you 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 want to suspend your disbelief.
0: Oh so yeah, like you're a
1: willing participant. You're not sitting there going like okay (laughs) like we're 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 being too silly here yeah there's a there is is inherently a silly premise
0: yeah there is definitely i think and again like you know a lot of credit to nolan and a lot of credit to heath ledger they those characters make you forget you're in a you're in a superhero film when you have such a strong actor doing a really incredible job selling you this and really look he's not again the joker isn't he has no like superhero powers. He's not fighting. I mean, he's fighting Batman one-on-one, but he's also got dogs. He's got henchmen. Like, that's how you would fight Batman. You would not go head on against Batman like most of these people no. do. Um, you would throw a bunch of distractions at him and try to swing a crowbar at him when he's not looking.
1: Let's <laughs> <laughs> be smart about this, guys. Come on. It's literally that. Hopefully he didn't bring his uh crowbar repellent bat bat branded
0: yeah and i think at the end of the day right what joker is trying to do is not defeat batman but defeat batman's spirit basically because again yeah he knows, he knows he can't beat batman but well, he knows I mean, he can t- take you away. have an
1: excellent scene in there that shows he's not in it for the money it, it is yeah yeah and then that
0: michael Kane story right the whole like you know meta banded ones is like no some people just some people don't care about money they just want to watch the world burn <laughs> <laughs> you're like, whoa.
1: Which is the perfect description. Oh no. Uh, it's a, who the Joker is supposed to be.
0: It's the perfect film. It's it's but like you a, have
1: criminals in there who are like motivated by their, you know, their own gain or status or whatever. And then you just have <laughs> the Joker who's just out there to fuck with everybody.
0: Yeah, no. Such a fantastic film. Um and then the weakest of the of the Christopher yeah. Nolan films, I believe, in my opinion. You have the dark, Which is a shame. We have the Dark Knight Rises. Again, written, uh, directed, and written by Christopher Nolan and his brother. Well, and based on a story by the the same writer from the first film, David Goyer. Again, we have Christian Bale as Batman. We have the introduction of Anne Hathaway as Catwoman. Um, Gary Oldman, and then the introduction of Tom Hardy as Bane. And and Jordan goes uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt as a police officer who could be robin at the end or 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 nightwing um eight years after the dark Knight events terrorist i guess bane is a terrorist technically right
1: he's committing acts of terror like yeah, i think that, that's I think the moniker fits
0: yeah he uh he comes into the scene and he breaks batman like literally breaks him again him I, in half. <laughs> I i thought it was an okay flick Batman story wise wasn't great. I did like seeing Catwoman. I think Tom Hardy as Bane was was.
1: I think that's the biggest shame. That, is like, you yeah, know, that was that would have that there was a good cast and it could have been. It's a shame that that was the the outing for him as yeah. that because it was a waste of it.
0: It was um, again not not my favorite of the films, but it's a it's a you know it's a it was a good way to end the flick and you know the the whole like autopilot thing at the end and the explosion.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it felt like a little bit of a you know of a week a week ending for the yeah. whole thing. Yeah. You know, you, you again. I don't think anybody expected it to be as good as the the you know the middle film there because just you know Heath Ledger kind of stole the show.
0: And you know he was supposed to come back, um, but obviously with what happened, they had to scrap the story. But no, but like I said, I I thought it was great uh, up until the whole like end where everything they where they're just trying to like you know
1: let's tie this up yeah yeah
0: it was it was because because you were like okay it's so batman okay again timeline wise if you think about it he was batman for like two or three years and then he retires for eight
1: (laughs) right that and the fact that like the the kind of the reasons they gave you know yeah like Like his his girlfriend died your knee his knees are shot yeah
0: what about so you know like he's got he's He's obviously never recovered, you know of of uh, of his
1: girl dying uh, but yeah but then he, I mean the the I think the the part that made it more like his knees are shot, but then like his back is broken, but that's okay. We'll just rehab that in like a hole in wherever the hell he was because it
0: was all in his brain, Gabe, just like his With knee. Some
1: thoughts and prayers,
0: just like his knee it was it's on like those brain. people
1: that tell you you can like you can stop wearing glasses because it's not a physical impurity; It's just your brain is like telling you. There's like people that do those courses that are like, no, 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 no. It's just you know, you got to just you got to mentally overcome that shit. Your eyes just are doing what your brain says, and your brain just needs to tell them to see better. No, no, I I, um, I... (laughs) have you have you tried not having a broken back, Batman? He's like, oh shit. You know, Batman, what you need is we just need to stretch you out
0: real quick and just put things
1: back. Maybe there's a chiropractor there. (laughs) Well, Six technically,
0: no. Technically, remember? Did, do you recall this movie? You watch this one, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was yeah. Remember that.
0: they they like just hang him and they pull in his legs and like you know yeah. crack everything back Traction. into place. Yeah, maybe
1: that's all. Yeah. Maybe that's all you need when you get folded in half like a piece of paper <laughs> by a very large man.
0: Yeah, maybe that is it. Uh, then we move on to the latest installment, which is the well, literally called The Batman, came out in 2022. We have now uh, Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne, Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman, Paul Dano as the Riddler, Jeffrey Wright as the new Commissioner Gordon, who's a fantastic actor. Yes. John Turturro as the gangster. Peter Sarsgaard. Andy Serkis as Alfred is really good. I really liked him as that. And then Colin Farrow as the penguin. Awesome. Just phenomenal. phenomenal. You'll never know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but this basically takes this one takes place in the first 2 years of him being Batman. It's very gritty. It's really good. I really liked it. It's a little longer than I would have liked, but it's a really good film. And again, you talk about Batmobile. Ooh. That is uh that's a gorgeous. And Again, I I'm a huge fan of muscle cars that batmobile that does it for me it really does it has nothing to do with anything but it, but it, it but if you're just starting and you haven't built your batmobile yet so you just work on a car on a cool car and you keep adding cool things to it i would start with a muscle car
1: <laughs> he also had the bat bike he did have the bat bike which yeah. was just a bike <laughs> yeah it just was. a motorcycle <laughs>
0: one thing he didn't do as well as the other ones is branding there was not a lot of branding
1: on a lot of his stuff you know no. How are you gonna strike fear? Be like, is that just a hang on? Is that is that just a guy riding? A, yeah, it's just a guy riding. Him. I was like, oh shit, <laughs>
0: is that a BMW? Oh
1: shit, that's nice. Oh, it's the Batman. <laughs> um, um, I I thought it was great. Have you have you seen this one? So I did. I watched it on my flight. Oh, um, ah. back. It's all connected, Gabe. From Finland, yeah. So I I sat there and I said, look, I know I've got the time. Um, it, it is here. a it is a three hour
0: in some three hour, movie. hour film
1: yeah. so I was like all right I'm gonna watch this real long and uh, I, I I think I, I overall I agree like I think it's, it was it was really good I think the casting was good um, uh, but it was it did feel like you probably needed to tighten this up in order to make it a a more broadly appealing film because, like, it is, you do have to sit there and be like, all right, I'm going to watch this. It's a, it's a bit of a marathon.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you know what's funny? Like, as I was doing the research, I never liked what they did with the Riddler in this film. I didn't. It didn't yeah. make any sense to me. And I read that the inspiration for the Riddler was a Zodiac killer. And I was like, oh, okay. When you say it like that, then yes, you definitely have a serial killer that you built. But the Riddler was never a serial killer.
1: Yeah. So, in that no, sense. No, it was. It was in it was an interesting take to try to make it fit better and yeah. again, they're trying to recapture that balance of what's the, what's some founding their motivations in more of like a, a reasonable kind of place so that it, it feels more grounded
0: yeah and and again, like uh, one of the things that that I've always liked about Batman is that his his superpower you know quote unquote, is his intelligence. The dude is a detective like he started in detective comics. So there's a lot of that going on in this film, which you appreciate, which is where that where that the movie is a little slow, right? Because he is finding clues and figuring things out. But um, but yeah, again, it could have it could have been trimmed, maybe thirty minutes. I did appreciate the use of Nirvana uh, in the, you know setting the tone. Um, but yeah, and and then and then again, because like I said, we're gonna skip the the DC extended universe, you know, uh, with spinoffs. You know, you have the video games, you have the comics that are ongoing, you have tons of animated films and television shows. So I'm just gonna highlight some of my favorite animated movies and TV shows that are, oh, you know, that he is the main character, right? So, right. Obviously, Batman the Animated Series.
1: There it is. It's fantastic. Like, Literally, what I think of for Batman. Yeah, look, of, look, the me. Batman,
0: uh, Brave and the Bold, all that stuff is good. It's just not this for me. This this was definitely mine. I think Mask of the Phantasm was a phenomenal like animated film to start off with. Um you have another great film that came out not too long ago was Batman Year 1. I think that was really really well done for an animated film. Batman Ninja was uh an incredible take.
1: I watched that. I'm pretty sure that's the one I watched. That's where they they
0: they get traveled to time to like feudal Fe- Japan. Feudal Japan. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, no, that was that, that was so much fun. Just, I think I just saw one still image, and I was like, "Let me find where I can watch." This yes, I gotta see.
0: <laughs> they um they did do the Frank Miller The Dark Knight Returns as a two parter, also really well done, really, really, really good. Batman: The Killing Joke. Where he kidnaps Barbara Gordon and basically mm. is where he breaks her back and turns her from Batwoman to uh, Oracle. also mm-hmm. really well done, like for an animated flick. And look, and I I'm not I,
1: I watched at least part of that. I don't remember if I ended up able to see the whole thing, but i, I do remember because I was like, oh, that looks good.
0: yeah. and and again, look, um not not to like not include every other film that Batman's in, like, you know, uh, flashpoint paradox fantastic but like standalone by him uh i think those are my highlights of films like i watched
1: flashpoint paradox
0: yeah that's fucking that is better than most dc films i've ever watched like that is yeah
1: it's crazy how good some of the animated and 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 some of their random tv show stuff has been compared to their to their live action yeah. their film it's like it's like they trip over themselves trying to do Marvel movies, instead of just being like, look, we have some good ideas and we should just...
0: And then Marvel makes terrible animated films, but they make really great live action yeah, films. It's such a weird... I,
1: I got to say too, in 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 conjunction with what you said previously and talking about the expanded stuff. So like I've played the major games recently. Like I was, was going to
0: talk about the games. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah. So just the one of my favorite parts, like, you know, there there's a lot of pretty standard like fight mechanics in them that are just, you know, it's, it's sort of, it just is what it is. Some of the highlights for me, though, is the whole you're being a detective part. Like they they do a good job of capturing, especially the first I want to say two of like the Arkham Asylum and then Arkham uh, City. Yeah. Those two, because I mean, again, for Arkham Asylum, just the scale of it not being a big citywide, like you're in the it's so good about the storytelling and having a tight focus on what he's trying to figure out and what he's, you know, using his gadgets and things to figure stuff out that parts. It's just great storytelling within the, within the game. And that's fun.
0: Yeah. Cause I was going to say, I, I didn't know this, but they started making video games back in 86, the pre NES, you know, the first game, the first game was in 86 for ZX Spectrum, MSX and Amstrad PCW
1: so, like, this blob on the screen, that's Batman. Yeah,
0: and then Batman the Cape Crusader was a 8-bit, 16-bit platform, right? And then Batman 89 is the one I remember playing, which is a really cool side stroller. But, yeah, the game changer was definitely Batman Arkham Asylum. Like, when that came out, you were like, holy cow, this is, this is a different, like, type of game. And Arkham City, like, I never played Arkham Asylum, but I played uh, Arkham City or Gotham City, right? No, Arkham City. Right? It's Arkham. Oh uh,
1: no, it's it's uh, no no. Hang on, it's uh. I can actually something city, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so my first exposure, I'm trying to look up the actual name of the specific. I think it's just Batman on the on the Game Boy. That was my first exposure,
0: because okay. my cousin,
1: we, we would go on vacation every year to see my my cousin, um, and his family who lived uh, uh Central Coast California, and so like it was big long road trip. this whole thing. And he had a Game Boy, like the original, chunky, like mm-hmm. gray, like just you know, nothing fancy. And it's uh kind of it, it's funny to look at the little black and white screen and the little like you have the little ears poking up. Is like kind of how you tell it's Batman. <laughs> and I remember that game being obsessed. Whenever we go over, be like, "Oh, sick! We get to play some some uh, Batman Game Boy." And that was that was that was the game. Um, Let's see. So we have uh Batman, uh Arkham Asylum, then we have Arkham City. Arkham City, yeah. And then we have Arkham Knight is the the third in that one the yeah. trilogy. You know what was also fun? Uh I, I played the Telltale games.
0: Uh you know, never know heard the whole of those. Thing about
1: those? No. Okay, so Telltale games is whole thing. They did a bunch of franchises. So they did the Walking Dead, um, they did Batman, uh, they did a bunch of stuff, and their thing was like it was like an interactive story like it's a game you have to like do stuff but it's like a lot of like mini games and things put together that is sort of a choice you make choices at various points and it it alters like where the story kind of the flavor of it because of course it's kind of got to go where it's going to go but how do you get there and who you take along potentially and they did a couple of batman ones that were honestly pretty fun because again it focused it was able to focus on the storytelling right as opposed to trying to have like oh how many guys can we punch in a row
0: Oh, okay Oh yeah, no, I didn't know about those. Um, yeah, no, Arkham. I'm telling you, Arkham City, like I was hooked like like you said, like half the time I was just looking for clues and in investigating the city and not really following the storyline. It was yeah, such a,
1: just running around to see everything yeah that that open world like was
0: fantastic and and again, like it, it felt like Red Dead Redemption where you could go as far as your eyes could see. Yet somehow you knew you were still within the city. Like somehow that city just seems so enormous. They captured it. Oh yeah. They also
1: did a. um, It gave it gave a uh, a great excuse having the open format like that to do stuff like with the Riddler clues and yes, that was awesome. You could have him the way that perhaps he should be right. Like you know, like not a serial killer. Well, I mean he was murdering people, I guess to be fair. So he fits the description. But like the whole like let's figure this stuff out. His whole thing is he's trying to, you know, befuddle very 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 good job um of capturing that feeling and again the the detective part of it the solving you know the figuring stuff out not just you know it's a video game you got to serve us add kids and we have to be you know chaining together 37 punch combos but
0: yeah no no i agree um moving on to some quick fun facts um keaton's casting for batman 89 was so controversial that Warner Brothers offices received 50,000 protest letters. Physical mail, <laughs> because...
1: <sighs> fucking nerds, man.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, Tim Curry, David Bowie, John Lithgow, Ray Liotta, and James Wood were considered for the Joker role. But it was, you know, they wanted Nicholson. Uh, another highlight of this film is the Prince soundtrack to that film. He, he did an entire album. Like, for that, that was fucking fantastic. Batman Returns. This one, again, as much as I know about this movie, I'm still very surprised by this, right? So Tim Burton had originally wanted to introduce Robin in the Batman Returns film. And although he was removed from the screenplay, the character's development was far enough along that Marlon Wayans was cast in the role. Uh, Tim Burton specifically wanted an African-American Robin. And costume sets, action figures were made, by the way. Damn. In a 1998 uh, interview, Wayne said that he still received residual checks as part of the two-film contract that he signed.
1: <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> oh, man.
0: And then, oh, the other part of that is that Eddie Murphy was considered for Robin, by the way. <laughs> How insane is that that Tim Burton was thinking about that, dude?
1: So, like... I, I, I feel like the Marlon Wayans. I think that fits Eddie Murphy. That's hilarious. Like that just wouldn't. Uh, that he would have. He would have like, just
0: been a smart Alec. You know, Robin, right?
1: Yeah, it feels like it's a little too hard. But um, yeah, I thought but, you that know, was. I feel like that's that's the kind of stuff where you do it now and people are going to be like, oh, woke this, woke that. Or whatever. But like he's ahead of his time. Like he was trying to. He was trying to expand on, and uh, that's you know, good for him. That's it. It's an interesting take, right?
0: That would have been Yeah, but yeah, but the fact that this dude gets paid for not having been in a film
1: is That's hilarious. That's, that's funny. That's you know, you don't hear enough stories about when the studios fuck up and sign the bad contract. That's funny because usually someone else is getting fucked over, you know. Yep. Um here's another one for you. So
0: when they were doing Batman and Robin Uh, Warner Brothers were so impressed by the dailies, they they immediately prompted to hire Joel Schumacher to return as director for the fifth film. However, the writer uh, turned down the offer for the script, and in late 1996, they hired uh, another writer to write the script, and uh, they were going to release it in 1999, right? After the movie came out, obviously... Uh, I think at the LA Times described the film as continuing in the same vein with multiple villains and more silliness. The title of the movie was going to be Batman Unchained, and in that movie, the Scarecrow was the main villain who used the to- who used the fear toxin. Now, this is an interesting concept. He used the fear toxin, and what he what it was going to allow them to do was resurrect the Joker to be a hallucination in Batman's mind. So Jack Nicholson would have came back as the Joker, but not really, because it would have been part of... He wouldn't have been there. That's clever. That is clever, right? Harley Quinn was going to appear as a supporting actor, uh, but she was written as as the Joker's daughter. Um, Even uh, Nicolas Cage was approached to play the Scarecrow while he was filming uh, Face Off. And Courtney Love was considered for playing Harley Quinn. Yeah, that's nuts to me. For Batman Begins, Heath Ledger was actually approached about being uh, Bruce Wayne Batman. Uh, But he turned it down. He he also turned down Spider-Man, by the way. Huh. But he saw how good the first film was, and he actually hit up Nolan and was like, how do I get in on this now? (laughs) And lo and behold. And it worked. The Dark Knight was the first comic book movie to hit a billion dollars in the box office. Which leads us into our production budget and gross. So the Michael Keaton Batman was a $48 million film. It made $411 million, so not bad. They uh, For Batman Returns, they went up on the budget to $50 to $80 million, but it only made $266 million. Schumacher comes, the budget goes to $100 million. For Batman Forever, it makes $336 million. Batman and Robin has a 125 million dollar budget to 160 it says and only made 238 which is probably why they kind
1: of stopped. Yeah, they were like, "Hold on, this is not trending the way we want."
0: Christopher Nolan comes in at 150 million budget, but he clears 373. The Dark Knight goes up to 185 million and it clears a
1: billion. That's insane, dude.
0: <laughs> the Dark Knight Rises goes up to 250 million but it clears also one billion, and then uh, the Batman is at one eighty five to two hundred million, and it cleared seven hundred and seventy one million. So the total production by budget was one point one billion, and the gross was four point four billion. So they got their money back.
1: Yeah, no, it's been alright for them.
0: Yeah, and I think the only thing is the the Batman two like, I think it's scheduled to to come out uh, next year. Because I believe be they went interesting into, to see where they go. I believe they went into production uh they went into production this year in November, I think is the story. Yeah, no, uh, you know, like as of right now, I believe they're they're introducing Robin and they're going to do the Court of Owls, which is a really cool storyline um of assassins. And they're thinking of like potentially bringing back Mr. Freeze or Hush, which I think is a very interesting um sequence but yeah that and again this is the only way i thought we could do the batman franchise by not veering away into everything batman's been in and concentrating just on on, on batman himself Uh, i i have seen every single one of these films i have now as, as i look at it right uh with the 12 movies that have come out i believe wait how many did i
1: say you you listed twelve on the sheet, I think.
0: So nine, film films, um. But I think like Batman vs Superman, I think technically falls under Batman because that's the name, and I right. guess the yeah, yeah, uh. And then all the animated ones, yeah. No, no, I, I've seen a ton of these, dude. A ton of wow, I've seen way more than I expected. I love them. I really like. I really like the Batman character. I really, I look at the end of the day, like. The actor, you only see in the most Bruce Wayne, right? Like the big thing about Ben Affleck, right? Playing playing Batman. I liked his Batman. His Bruce Wayne? Eh, could have been. It was okay. But his Batman, the action sequences are, fin- are fantastic, dude. Him fighting as yeah. Batman is super cool. And the costume. Now, the Flash Batman, where... Because in the beginning of the Flash, you have like five, seven minutes of Ben Affleck as Batman before he goes into the past. And you see Michael Keaton again? That's a weird costume. I didn't like it. Um, but but I think he's I, I think he he has that that Dark Knight look to him. Yeah. Where yeah. the costume you know like makes sense. I I I don't know. I've never. I don't think I've ever. You know. I think there's bad films. I don't think there's bad casting to to a certain extent. You know. I think that I think that I shit on Batman Forever and Batman and Robin because not because of Al Kilmer or George Clooney, because of just yeah, no. how not
1: great those movies like, are. Those are two really good actors yeah. who did not get a good uh, did didn't. not get a good a good go at it.
0: They didn't. But no, these are fantastic films. Gabe, I have to insist that that you watch Batman Returns. Look, it's almost Christmas. It's a Christmas movie. You've got twelve days before Christmas? No, that uh, eight days? Okay, maybe talk, maybe talk you and your friends into watching Batman Forever as a Christmas movie. It, ta- it, it takes place entirely during Christmas. Entirely during Christmas. Just going to put it out there. Other than that, thank you for listening, and we will see you next week.